Fix slash Insider October 20th. Newf. In their latest results Netflix grew well ahead of expectations, indicating their password crackdown has worked quite well. As one analyst points out there is a downside to their high penetration, growth gets harder. Netflix now closely resembles a utility in many markets, analysts at Bernstein said. The challenge of being labeled a utility is how a maturing company continues finding growth. Their shareholders' letter talks of the next crucial metric, watching time. Netflix accounts for 8% of U.S. viewing and believe their content can grow this engagement. The variety and quality of our programming, combined with our reach, 247M paying households globally and growing, superior recommendations and intense fandom, means we are able to generate higher engagement than our competitors. One interesting development is that rival streamers are once again licensing older content to Netflix. It's an extra cost to Netflix but could grow the time spent watching and many of the shows were designed for ad-supported broadcasts so it's easy to add ads. One theory over the change in the ad team at Netflix was about needing to persuade content partners to allow ads to be inserted in their shows. The news that David Ellison's animation deal has moved from Apple to Netflix, raised lots of eyebrows too. On ads the shareholders letter is very bullish, talking of a multi-billion dollar revenue stream, over time but they are keen to dampen expectations of quick growth and plan prices rises to drive immediate revenue growth. But at Advertising Week they pushed new formats, title sponsorships and a format for binge-watching which offers a hero spot then at free viewing. Sponsoring a show gets you seen by all Netflix viewers, not just those on the ad package. The Guardian look at the UK performance from Netflix financial results. Amazon are being aggressive about their ad business, asking media agencies for big commitments for 2024 one of the larger firms saying they are asked to commit $100 million. And to get smaller advertisers to spend on Twitch and free V Amazon will make the ads needed. We are sort of used to this from Meta and YouTube who use AI to manipulate brand assets into ads, so should get used to this in TV too. There is lots of innovation happening in Newt, from the sublime Toy Story version of a NFL game to the layers of data Amazon Prime can now add to NFL games. UK firm Genius are partnered with the Premier League to offer a rich data feed for broadcasters. YouTube use AI to select the right videos for chosen moments, such as Halloween or the Oscars. Groupm are trialing these spotlight moments. In the UK Barb are working out how to define what digital content is fit for TV, with this discussion amongst industry figures trying to decide if Mr. Beast or Chicken Shop are proper places for ads. Some background here. Creators Colin and Sander interview Neil Mohan the CEO of YouTube. It's a wide-ranging interview with a good range of questions, well answered by Neil. Well worth the hour. ITV rolls out addressable ads on linear broadcast channels, video, week. Premier League to test broadcaster appetite for football rights, FT. Netflix to open stores where fans can play, shop and eat in 2025, Bloomberg. Netflix do brand cathedrals. AI. Possible the most useful piece this week was this Q&A with Ethan Mollick. Probably the most controversial was this techno-optimist manifesto from A16Z, a little too ain't ran for me. The meta characters are worth playing with, it tells me Elon is worried about liberal media and feels that Trump is being censored by big tech. And Wall Street like their open source like AI strategy. Google advise what AI can and can't do, and what that means for marketers. The latest update from Noah Breyer contains an interesting interview with work and company about their work with AI and brands. Their work on vision for AI-driven commerce is still very relevant. I spent too much time on Vadio, a showcase of AI videos. Agencies. Lots of discussion about the WFA report we shared last week, 
saying just 11% of respondents believe their current agency model fits their future needs. One good point was asking how many clients are really able to engage with their agency in innovation. Lots of trade press coverage, campaign saying industry is moving towards outcome-based payment then follows up asking should media agencies make money for clients or for themselves? I no longer have a campaign sub but guess they end up saying it's both. But the key problem for agencies is they no longer get paid for being clever. Doing so requires a lot of confidence and real transparency. We also see models shifting. The drums say clients want agency work done faster. Omnicom explained their new platform model and WPP have torn up decades of history by merging VMLY and R with Wonderman Thompson. With 30k people that doesn't sound like a recipe for agility. And the inevitable deduplication of roles will probably distract the management for ages. Would it not be more interesting to merge one of these creative agencies with a media shop? The logic behind holding companies was that multiple agencies gave them the ability to manage client conflicts. What happens now? I was more impressed with this paper taking Elon Musk as inspiration to launch a product, not a PowerPoint. So, if you're innovating in partnership with a large company, here are the key lessons. Always assume obstructionism. Pitch outcomes, not ideas. Hold your corporate innovation partner accountable with publicity. Which is closer to the work I've been doing with Grace. Retail media. I had to miss the IAB upfront on retail media but heard good reports and this is a useful summary of one section. We'll share more as the content is released. The US market is led by two key players. Walmart have launched an ad certification program after seeing similar initiatives be successful for Instacart and Amazon. And Target are planning a one-stop shop for partners to plan, activate and measure their retail media campaigns as they continue to sign up media partners where their data can be activated. AdTech. Google have new tools helping you manage your data. Google Ads Data Manager makes it easier to manage your own data with Google Data, improving insights on effectiveness. As their US antitrust trial moves to the next stage Google have come out fighting with the EU, warning the EU that it will fight attempts to break up ad business. With Digiday asking what could happen if Google lose the the US case, any next steps will apply in Europe too. They have a well-informed commentator saying a wholesale breakup is unlikely. It's a little disappointing that the New York Times have had to reverse their decision to not run programmatic ads. They pulled them because readers don't like them, but they don't have enough direct business so now need the pennies from programmatic. There are few better environments for advertising than the neat so it's depressing few agencies are willing to spend time on some form of direct deal. A note from Snap updating staff on progress mentioned good growth in user numbers and their share prices surged. Let's see if that is sustained when the official results are out next week. Groupon have created a new ad format for Amazon that enables creator content to be incorporated. The Drum report it's working well with a 300% increase in click-through. How ads on your phone can aid government surveillance, Wall Street Journal. Dot Merchant. Still intrigued by Amazon and grocery. In the US they have reduced the spend level needed to get free delivery, reversing a hike in February. But it's $100, down from $150. Seems high. But drone delivery is here. While the Amazon press release is, the service will launch in an undisclosed lightly populated suburban area at the end of 2024. Irish retailer Centra is launching its own grocery delivery business, initially servicing five of its Dublin stores, aiming for 45-minute delivery. A local logistics firm provides the riders. Shopping without shopping slash why the future of commerce is contextual, Accenture. Is the future of merchant Chinese? On the new Piper Sandler teen survey 55% of US teens cite Amazon as their number one favorite e-com site, Shine, Nike, 
Goat, and Temu took spots number 2 to 5. We know that Shine and Temu are changing the face of China's export machine, making life easier for an army of small businesses who now have access to Western markets. Addictive, absurdly cheap and controversial, the rise of China's Temu app, Guardian. China's livestream shopping bubble is popping says Roe, citing long hours and increased competition. But AI solves for that with deepfakes who never complain. Western celeb chatbots that seem ideal for commerce can also take over the influencer role. Deloitte see that partnerships between creators, brands, and platforms have bolstered the social commerce marketplace, serving as a potential model for other shoppable media. Plus plus. Paul Marshall, the hedge fund boss readying a bid for the Telegraph, FT, he also owns GB News. And a tortoise podcast on the same topic. How Daily Mail went from Voice of Middle England to TikTok sensation, Press Gazette. Elon Musk's ex-courts political advertisers ahead of a contentious election year, Wall Street Journal, what could go wrong? 40 global technology companies beating their Western rivals, rest of world. Search through time, Google. UK lost out on £2 billion in tax in 2021 as big tech shifted profits abroad, claim campaigners, technology sector, The Guardian. In our latest good TikTok creative we look at Samsung. How to build, and spot, a great corporate accelerator, sifted. Where are the investment opportunities in the kids' digital media space? Proud dad moment, my son Isaac has a new exhibition on Brick Lane this weekend.